Chapter Nineteen of Women as Decoration. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by J. C. Guan. Women as Decoration, by Emily Burbank. Chapter Nineteen, Women in the Victorian Period. The first seventy years of the nineteenth century seem to us of nineteen seventeen absolutely incredible in regard to dress. How our great-great-grandmothers ever got about on foot in a carriage or stagecoach, moved in a crowd, or even sat in any measure of serenity at home, is a mystery to us of an age when comfort, convenience, fitness, and chic have at last come to terms. For a vivid picture of how our American society looked between 1800 and 1870, Read Miss Elizabeth McClellan's Historic Dress in America, published in 1910 by George W. Jacobs and Company of Philadelphia. The book is fascinating, and it not only amuses and informs, but increases one's self-respect, if a woman, for modern women, dressed in accordance with her role. We can see extravagant wives point out with glee to tyrant's maids how, in the span of years between 1800 and 1870, our maternal forebears made money fly, even in the Quaker city. Fancy paying in Philadelphia at that time, $1,500 for a lace scarf, $400 for a shawl, $100 for the average gown of silk, and $50 for a French bonnet. Miss McClellan, quoting from Mrs. Roger Pryor's memoirs, tells how she, Mrs. Pryor, as a young girl in Washington, was awakened at midnight by a note from the daughter of her French milliner to say that a box of bonnets had arrived from Paris. Mama had not yet unpacked them, and if she would come at once, she might have her pick of the treasures, and Mama not know until too late to interfere. And this was only back in the fifties, we should say. Then think of the hoops and wigs and absurdly furbished head-dresses, paper-soled shoes, some intended only to sit in, bonnets, enormous, laces of cobweb, shawls from India by camel and sailing craft, rouge, too, and hair-grease, patches and powder, laced waists and cramped feet, low necks and short sleeves for children in schoolrooms. Man was then still decorative here and in Western Europe. Today, he is not decorative, unless in sports clothes or military uniform. Women's garments furnish all the color. Whistler circumvented this fact when painting Theodore Duret, Metropolitan Museum, in somber black broadcloth. Modern evening attire, by flinging over the arm of Duret the delicate pink taffeta and chiffon cloak of a woman. And in Mr. Duret's hand, he places a closed fan of pomegranate red. End of chapter 19. Read by J.C. Guan, Montreal, July 2009.